G'day everyone, this is Jermaine, uh, it's my turn to lead now, um, again, Steve, hello. G'day Jermaine, how you going mate? Pretty good mate, um, my team got absolutely flogged in the footy this morning, um, but you know, you kind of get used to that. Um, <laughs> Mine didn't, and I don't think yeah, but, free kick either. Uh, no, there was a lot of free kicks there, but um, <laughs> but yeah, episode forty. Uh, welcome to episode forty of the Chronicle Chamber X Band. Um, again, Joe is not here. He is off playing with the Corgis over in uh, England, um, and his new girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Make sure so he <laughs> could be playing with them both at the same time. Um, down at the park or something. Um, yes. Oh, actually, no, you wouldn't do that because it's always raining over there. So. Oh, I don't um, know. Some of the photos have been pretty sunny. I thought, is he in England or just you know, down the road? I'm not telling us. Um, so, yes, so we're back at it. We've got no structure because Joe is not here to keep the structure. But I think we will be fine. Um, so please bear with us. So this episode we are going to be discussing... Some of the news. Now, as you know, we have been, with Joe moving and some other stuff, we are a little bit behind with a lot of the news. Um, the last one, I think we did like about, last X-Band, we did like about seven free comics. So this one is just going to be on the news. So first up, let's talk about Herms number six is finally out. Ta-da! Cue the drum roll, the celebrations, cue all that type of stuff. Everyone is excited. We've waited two years for this. Yes, two years for this, and I still have not read it. Have no, you read it yet? I haven't got it. So. <laughs> I have. Um, I actually did a big issue with. Uh, I've got some stuff of Phantom Vault, and then it all arrived, and then a week or so later it was released. Oh, great. <laughs> Yeah, mine's in the mail, so mine should be coming, well, at the time of this recording, uh, mine should be coming in the next day or two. To be honest, I'm eagerly looking forward to reading it. I reckon I might even read the first couple, like the whole story, and then read number six, because as much as I've criticised it, and, you know, people know that I like to have a good bag, um... I reckon if I read the whole lot and then read number six, I reckon I'll get a more positive outlook than if I read just six standalone. You'll appreciate what are you? it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll be doing the same thing. Yeah, and um, I, think it's, I think it's needed to, to you know, we, we all know there's been issues, issues with the issues, um, <laughs> and sometimes that happens. But I reckon um, do yourself a favour. Read the first five parts and then read six, or read six, then read the first five parts and then reread six. Um, but that's what I'm going to do. And then if it's still rubbish, you'll hear about it in the upcoming uh, podcast. Um, but if it is a lot better, you'll also hear about that as well. So the second bit of news is that Herms has released the story arc and the artist for the second comic miniseries. So have you read about those, that exciting news? Oh, I believe it's set in the 60s or something like that, over in America. Yeah, um, it is. With, um, oh, who's that president? Um, that, the, that the, one. Not the famous one. The... Yeah, Joe Fairwood. Well, isn't he famous for dying? Well. Isn't, doesn't everyone... Does everyone die? So, <laughs> well, now we've just lost all the US, all the US listeners. Last episode we lost all the Kiwi ones, and now we've lost all the US ones. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, not, I'm not taking the bait on that one. Mate. I, I was, <laughs> yeah, okay, isn't he? I thought he was quite up there, wasn't he? <laughs> but I thought he was just up there because he was messing around with Marlon Monroe. That's, well, there were so many lines there that I, I don't know if what is there ratings on this thing. <laughs> but yes, so I must admit I'm rather interested about the story. Like I think everyone loves a good political drama when you know there's just assassinations, and I wonder if the story arc is actually going to feature the assassination. Ah, good. You know the old grassy knoll theory, and there's a fan. Yeah. yeah. And um, we've we've 
We've seen the one with um, when he tried to stop the President Lincoln being assassinated. I don't know if you've read that story, but that was an Egmont story probably about five to ten years ago. Okay. Um, Actually, where... I, I might have it, but I can't. It, I don't recall it straight straight away. But yeah. Yeah, where the Phantom it was the person who actually um, John captured. Oh, no. Yeah, John Wilkes Booth. So, um, so yeah. So I, I must admit, it's it's a good it's a good story arc. I think the good thing about it is that if it does deal with JFK Kennedy in the time period where he's more famous for, whether it's the assassination or whatever, I oh, think it's God. also going to probably appeal to the US readers a lot more as well. Well, yeah, putting it. In- in something in your, in your own country might um yeah might get them in rather than you know uh, being separated from it like you know some exotic land. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's probably the one area that um I think that might be one of the reasons, might maybe one of the few reasons why the Americans don't resonate with the character as much is because you know he doesn't separated from. S- yeah, it doesn't swing around in New York or, you know, um, and, or, you know, Washington, D.C. and, you know, other places like that. Yeah. But the question I have is, on the back of the free comic book day, which I'm sure if you've seen Facebook or even seen Chronicle Chamber, because we've posted it on there, thanks to Guy, there is a picture of the Phantom standing with Devil and Diana doing the whole Terminator swapping you know, turning a head around and stuff like that. Terminator 3, I'm sure people remember it. Um, this is featuring the 21st Phantom. So I wonder if the second miniseries is featuring John F. Kennedy, which is in the 60s. Is it the 21st Phantom in the 60s? Or is this just a promo image to kind of show people of just a promo image, or is, or is it going to have like flashbacks and stuff like that? So, what do you reckon yeah. about that? Well, that's a, I hadn't thought about it much, but um, yeah, now, now that you mention it, yeah, I, I'll, yeah, I always thought it was going to be the twenty first fan, and then yeah, it just makes sense. I guess it's in the sixties, and guy will be there. Hang on, we're in two thousand and what are we in? Two thousand and sixteen. Yeah. Um, but the Phantom at number twenty one was. Uh, they're in the 60s if you really want to get down to it. Um, mm. But with today's um, continuity, you would have thought that you'd be talking about his old man. Yes. And be his grandfather in the, in the war zone type way. Um, yes. But I don't know, maybe they, they you know, just pick up um, Phantom 21 and, and place him at any time period during the last 80 years and, and say, we can do it because he, he was around back then. Yes. Um, and I wouldn't, well, wouldn't hold it against yeah. me if I did. I think I'd still enjoy the story. I think um, there must be something with the name Diana because if Diana's looking like she is now after being a grown-up in the 60s, she's looking pretty good for someone in her <laughs> 60s or 70s. And then you've also got Diana. What's the Wonder Woman Diana? Wonder Woman? She's over 100 and she's looking still pretty good for... Um, she's also so, known as only princess. <laughs> yeah, so, but her name's Diana as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. So there must be something in the name Diana. Um, Michael Jackson's saying something about Dirty Diana. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Moving on. <laughs> but, but to me personally, I hope this is just a promo image or they do the flashback. I think it will be a an over... So I think it will be wrong if they chuck the 21st Phantom into the 60s. Yeah, a bit of a stretch, I reckon? A bit of a stretch, and I, I just don't think it will work well. I think if you've got, whether he's telling the story, um, or you've even got, I don't know if you remember reading the DC miniseries where you've got uh, the two Phantom Adventures happening at the same time where you've got the happening in the 1800s and then happening in, you know, the modern era where they're kind of going through the same thing. Yeah, running parallel really to each other. Yeah, running parallel to each other. Very, that's a good word. Whether that, whether that happens. Teacher, I've got good words. 
Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, well, you just glorified babysitters, so it's just you just need ba- uh, nursery rhymes, don't you? <laughs> no, I keep going. What you're talking about? <laughs> Didn't take that, babe. Um, but yeah, no, I hope that it's not the 21st Phantom in that era. Um, but I think if it's not the 21st Phantom, it's going to be interesting how they're going to work that around because most people, when they see the Phantom, they expect to see Diana, the wolf hero. So there's, it's going to be interesting how the whole thing works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much. So what do you reckon about the art? He's, he's uh, really put together there. He's, he's been spending a few, a few hours in the, in the Deep Woods gym. Um, yeah. And well I, well, I like it. I think you've got a bit of a big forehead there, which um, some artists do. Others have them a bit more rounded rather than the um, than the oval. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the art looks good, and you can obviously draw a um, a nice lady there. And but and Devil's looking um, good. So, yeah, I reckon he looks like a German Shepherd there. Looks <laughs> like a big German Shepherd. I oh, know German Shepherds are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, think, about a poodle here, <laughs> put mining gear then sleep yeah. um, but no, just um, having a look at that image I think yeah, this looks promising yes I think that's a very good word Is it's very promising like, I saw some comments from uh, from the artist Mr Sean Sean Joyce where he said that this was actually like one of the very few first few ones that he's actually drawn uh, of the Phantom, so it was like an earlier piece. So I expect by the time we get to the comic, which is in August, so it's still, what, uh, three months away, um, I expect the style to be changed a lot by then because, you know, this is probably a promo piece, you know, he's probably got the job, then been asked to put a promo piece together, and then he's probably started doing more research, doing his pencils, you know, taking it to the consultant or the publisher, getting it reworked and stuff like that. So I expect a different, not a different style, but I expect a, a more progressive artwork from him by the time we actually see the comic. Um, other things that I'm, I've, I haven't been Facebook stalking him, so don't worry about that. But <laughs> I did see he was answering a lot of uh, comments by other fans who were commenting on his work. He did say that he wanted to create a, a sexier or a, a sexier fan, uh, Diana, I think was the word that he used. He's had a take um, about a promo shot. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe he's a bum man. Uh, um, nothing wrong with that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just right there. But, in the face. It just reminds yeah. me of an Avengers um, mock... Um, poster where it's got all the the um the male characters all showing their bums out and um like you know all in the action shot that the um, the males occupy and um yeah it's just it draws that to mind because there's a fan you know kind of front on or you know side on but more front facing with you know the strong pose and well Donna's got the same pose except she's got her back to the camera so she's got to turn around and really stick the bum out so um you know it might be under critique there from um, your favourite type of people there, Jermaine. But, um... <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I like definitely, um, definitely a sexier image, that's for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. I, I think he's I think he's done a really good, like, with her face as well. Yeah. And I think the colouring is good as well, where it's like, if you look at Diana's face, there's not really many lines, you know, like showing her cheekbones like you would with the Phantom and stuff. But the colour with the shading and all that is really good because it, it, it you know, there's no lines, but it, the, the shading kind of shows the lines, which yeah. gives her the, you know, the smooth look, the, the petite look. And if he's trying to do a, a sexier Diana, I think he's, he's on the right path. Yeah. Um, you know, the wind blowing with the imaginary fan just off it is a jungle know, picture. <laughs> but no, oh, the other thing that I really like is 
the wording the phantom it's 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 kind of old school but it's very simplistic and i actually like that text with it no it's no it's good but um i'm i'm impressed i'm looking forward to it um you know uh you know, we will do our best to, you know, get in touch with him, get some more preview images and all that type of stuff, which, you know, we are always, you know, got something in the works and all that. So if we have anything, we will be up on the website. But, um, yeah, so far, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, Sells has done a good job with the art. So he's got some big shoes to fill. Absolutely. I wish him all the best. Yes, exactly. Good work. Keep it up. So the um, next bit of... Well, actually, if we're talking about new artists, um, the, the new daily artist has uh, posted some stuff. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Good point. Mike Manley. Um, I think we uh, posted something up on Chronicle Chamber. And, um, yeah, I think I think the daily is, is in good hands from, what, from yes. the brief little parts that we've seen. I, th- I think... That's actually the second or third time I've heard that exact same quote. The dailies is in good hands. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's been by a few... It hasn't just been, I've heard you repeat it three times. There's been a few people that have actually said that. Like when I've said, oh, what do you think of the art or something like that? And they go, it's in good hands. And I think that was... Because people were worried. Because poor Ryan, he's got big shoes to fill. Um, and the the stuff that I had seen of my uh, of the new artist is that he he's kind of he can kind of change styles quite easily. Um, like I've seen different bits of work from him, and they're all almost like different styles. Um, but the style that is chosen for the Phantom, I must admit, I really do like, and it. It looks good in black and white, which I think yeah. is a must, especially for us Australian readers who don't get it in colour. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Um, there's, it's, it's clean, but there's a, I think there's a lot more black in it, probably from Paul Ryan. Yeah, looking at, I'm looking at this, um, the airport or airplane page. At, um, yeah, definitely the use of shade and darkness, you know, like the, um, the Lebanon story. Um, yeah. Like one of them looked almost yeah, no, I reckon it's... like a photo, like a photo, like a black and white photo. I had to really look closely. So he's, <laughs> he's drawn that, and that's, that's the type of quality we're looking at. Yeah. yeah. What did you think? Did you see that preview promo image of um, of the Phantoms in the... Um... Yeah, in, uh, in, the, uh, in the crypt. Yeah, I did. That will be a piece of art or a piece of the daily that you would would be worth getting. I reckon. Yeah. I'm not sure whether he's selling or whether he even draws it or whether he does it on the computer or not. But um, I might have to inquire about that. I'm sure. I'm sure, everyone else has. Um, but that would be a nice bit of daily art to own. Be great it if came up very well. Sorry? It'd be great if we could get him on. And welcome yeah, him. I have talked to him and he said he is keen to come on. Um, but, and I think he said we'll actually wait for some of his art to actually appear before we get him on, which makes sense because he's just, you know, he's just, you know, trying to, you know, get his, get caught up and get ahead of schedule and stuff like that. So, but um, yeah, when he starts appearing, we will get him on. Oh, should be, should be good. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, the next bit of news. Sorry, have you got something? I've got nothing. Nothing? Okay. The next bit of news, which is fairly exciting, it comes from Sweden. So some of our Swedish partners and um, friends with a PH, of course, told us about this. And that is the Wilson McCoy Art Gallery in... A bolster in Sweden. Now, have you seen the pictures of this? Uh, no, you can leave this one. <laughs> Just clicking on the link now. <laughs> I've got two kids, man. <laughs> I'm, not... 
Your wife's got three kids, including you, and she can manage (laughs) to keep up and stuff. I look over the notes half an hour before we record, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But looking at the museum, it's looking good. (laughs) Yeah, it is very good. Again, it's on the Chronicle Chamber website. Go on and have a look at it. You'll have a look at some of the um, the displays, some of the artwork, some of the like the the artwork that done by other artists inspired by Wilson McCoy, interior art and stuff like that. It's quite good. Now, I um, one of my friends told me that the Lee Fort Memorial Bengals Ex- Explorers Club, the Swedish chapter, so basically, as you know, there's an Australian chapter and then there's also a Swedish chapter, they actually met at the gallery for their dinner, for their catch-up. And then beforehand, they actually, beforehand or on the same weekend, they watched the 1943 serial, then they watched the 1996 movie, and then they watched the sci-fi Phantom. And a big old Phantom, um, Phantom film night. Yeah. Um, so I reckon that was pretty cool. Um, so I reckon, yeah, the Swedish... Um, so it's over in Sweden. So if you're listening to this and you are over in Sweden or or wherever, Joe, come on, Sweden's not that far away. Um, you know, go have a go have a look at it because um, it looks pretty cool. And I remember the I've been to the museum exhibition over in Albury when it was on a couple of years ago. I haven't been to the current one that's over in the eastern states, but it's good to see that's three expeditions in the last two, three years of the Phantom that have been done around Australia, you know, around the world, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's excellent to see um, our hero being there, a, a pop culture icon and being put out there in, a, in art galleries. It's great. Yeah. No, I agree. So... This next bit of news, so we'll talk about the news, and then we'll talk about we have a giveaway. We have a contest. Now, okay, so this bit of news is the price guide. Now, I can hear some people groaning because... Am I going to have to pay more for my comments? (laughs) The price guide always, always, always brings up a... um, a bit of a, a groan, a collective groan from collectors. Not because they don't want a price guide, but mainly because they're now afraid that people are going to see how much the comics are worth, inverted commas, and are afraid they're going to have to pay more. Now, I have a price guide. I, I, um, they have given us uh, a couple of copies so we'll talk more about that in a sense. So I've had a good look at the price guide. Now, there's some, we've posted some preview images on the website. So, again, look at Chronicle Chamber. Make sure you're always, always, always on Chronicle Chamber because we always post our stuff up on there. Now, the price guide, it is a guide. It uses the word guide. Now, the guide does not mean that this is what it is worth and that, it, it is only worth that. It is a guide. Now, it does go into details where it talks about that it is using, as a guide, scraped from the market, so like comic book shops, dealers, etc., and eBay. It does not take into account when you're dealing or swapping between fans. Like, you know, you and I have done that, Steve, where, you know, you've brought some comics off me and naturally because we're friends or because we're, you know, fandom friends and stuff like that, we'll give each other a decent discount or, you know, or where it's kind of like someone may say, well, look, I've got this comic. I want that comic. You want this comic. We'll still swap and I'll give you 20 bucks extra or whatever. It does not take into account that. It is using prices from the market. All right. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, all right, good. At least there's one person that that knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so, it's just reminding me that I've got to tell you when I'm going to get that other stuff for you. I've got a date yeah. for you now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So, yeah, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that it's only focused on free comics. So it's not a Johnson's price guide. It's, it's not an official price guide. 
it's done by a comic dealer who has got the runs on the boards, who has basically dealt with buying comics and other stuff and fandom comics for quite a while, and he's brought out a guide. Now, probably the things that, in my opinion, that it should... One, I would prefer the guide if it had a bit of everything, like had memorabilia and stuff like that. However, that's hard because there's so much stuff out there that it would take a lot. It would probably take three, four times the amount of work. The other thing is, is that while I appreciate it does free comics, I think it would have also been good if it done all of Australia comics. So if it did the Women's Weeklies, if it did the Cat comics, um, uh, the Super Yank comics, you know, the Phantom Adventures, basically all of Australia comics, I think it would have made the guide a little bit better. The thing that I do like about the guide is that it has, so one, so let's just pick a page where it might have 1,000 to 1,050. It will have then the different, uh, what do you call it, the different conditions of the comic and what it's worth. But then it includes like a little, uh, like a little section where you can actually tick the quality of the comic you have for that. So it's really That's good handy. if, yeah, it's really good if you're a collector and if you've got lots of gaps, right? So, you know, you've got gaps, you're starting out, you're trying to catch up. You might even buy comics that are a lower grade. So it gives you the ability to be able to record what you've got, whether you've got a lower grade or a higher grade of this comic or whether you're looking for a higher grade and stuff like that. So when you are about to buy something, you can then go, oh, hang on, this is a good price and I've only got a lower grade of this comic. So then you can get that and then you can, you know, you can manage your collection via this. So that's that's the good thing that this guide has, which is head and shoulders over the Johnson's Price Guide. Johnson's Price Guide, you know, it was official. It was done in collaboration with a lot of other people, but it does not have the ability for you to be able to mark off what you have or you don't have. Mm. Is there some sort of um, blurb at the start of it which tells you what a near mint looks like, what a very good looks like, what good and what... Yeah, it does. It doesn't... Um, I think in the Johnson's Price Guide, it actually uses a comic and then it will say, oh, this is a very good one. And then it will say, this is a fair one and it's got a big chunk taken out of it like it's been, you know, eaten by, you know, eaten by, you know, your, your two-year-old daughter two-year-old. or something like <laughs> that. Um, so it doesn't have that. It doesn't have images in it, but that's because it's not official and it's not licensed. Um, but for what it is, I think it's worth getting. Even if you're a complete, especially if you're a completist, if you're a completist, you need to get it because completists have to have everything and all the variants. (laughs) If you're someone who is picky about what you buy and you've got all the fruits or you've got basically all the fruits you're, you're interested in and you're not really in the market of buying fruits, it's probably not something you need to do. If you're a new fan or you have lots of holes and you're trying to fill in gaps in your collection, I believe it's also a must because it gives you the ability to be able to record what you have and in the condition you have and stuff like that. And having it there, it's quick and easy to do it to just tick it. Like when I'm doing my collection, I've got a you know a spreadsheet that I do on my computer. So I open the computer, right? I've got to tick the boxes, I've got to you know, do all that sort of stuff. If it's just there um, in a book and you're not really worried about you know putting a mark on it, so yep, bang, bang, bang. This isn't the thing that's part of your collection. This is the thing that's recording your collection. Yes, exactly. And I think that's I think that's a good point. That, you know, because I think people just go, oh, I've got, you know, this comic and it's, you know, and they kind of go to the nitty gritties and, like, when it first came out, you know, I'm always hesitant as well because I'm kind of like, oh, price guide. You know, I remember when the John- Nigel Johnsons came out and prices were, you know, jacked up four or five times what they're normally and stuff like that. But if you look past that, if you think, well, hang on, 
for what it is, it's good. It has that extra feature, which I believe is very handy. And yeah. Um, so would you use it for that purpose? Like, would you tick off which you've got and in what condition of that? I probably would, yeah. Yeah. Me, myself, I probably wouldn't because I um, one of them are completed, so I couldn't actually bear myself to actually put a mark on it. <laughs> um, and I'm not really in the market of buying many fruits because I've got, you know, everything from 700 onwards and the fruits beforehand doesn't really interest me too much because I would rather buy something that I can actually kind of look at and display in my room and stuff like that. But the good news is, is that we have been in touch with the pub. Now, the publisher's a great guy. He's, um, as you can probably tell by the, the publisher name, Niche Press. He's just a small one or two, you know, uh, people operator. band. Yeah, just a very niche operator. But he has actually given us a copy to be able to give away on the podcast. Oh, competition time, Jermaine. So competition time. So get that drum roll, get all the sound effects that you would do when you're, um, yeah. Okay. Not that one. <laughs> I'll try, I'll try to replace it. So, okay. So if you want a copy of the edition and you don't have to pay for postage, I'll post it out to you and stuff like that. If you want a, copy of it, what I need you to do is post a photo of you and your collection on on Facebook Phantom Collector. And then make sure you tag me in it so I can actually see it as well. You don't have to, but it will help because you know I'll actually see it. So you've got more chance of being the winner if you tag me into <laughs> it. <laughs> so, it helps if you uh, actually see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so, a photo of you and your collection. So, you could be um, uh, in your phantom room, uh, laying on the ground, having a, um, a, 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 a phantom angel uh, with all your collection around you. Um, no nudity shots, please. I don't want to have a look at some, you know, someone naked i've got a wife for that i don't need to look at anyone else um <laughs> you know so pg um you know put it up there with your with your favorite bit of phantom gear you might have a costume so wear that um you know you may want to put a little child reading a comic or your dog reading a comic or um uh, but it has to have you and a bit of phantom in it so you know, whatever, I'll let your imagination do the, do the work and we'll be the judge, um, Stephen and I, because, you know, we know Joe's got better things to do, like hang out with his girlfriend, um, playing with the dogs. dogs. <laughs> so me and Steve will judge him. So, um, and we'll wait until we get a couple. We'll put a post up on the website, uh, but we wanted to announce it first here, and then we'll, um, you know, we may even uh, ring you up and do a little interview or something and put you on the podcast as well. Oh, bonus points. Bonus points. So, yeah, so I don't need to go over it again, Dora. Um, are we going to say when we're going to name the winner? Or we'll wait until we put that on the um. Yeah, we'll put it all on the we'll put it all on the website, but we'll we'll give people a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's pretty simple. Photo of you and your fan collection, or parts of it, or or whatever. All right, let's Excellent. move on. To, let's move on to the next bit of news. Okay. What's so, next bit of news? <laughs> um, so previously we talked about the Swedish version of the LMFBEC club. It was a lot quicker to say. It's kind of <laughs> an acronym. Did um, you just say club? You didn't, it wasn't a yeah. lot. You just doubled it up. <laughs> so the um, so the the Australian version of the Lee Fort Memorial Bengals Explorers Club has announced their uh, their June gathering. So for those who don't know. Uh, a whole bunch of Phantom fans from around Australia and even the world. We have people from New Zealand, US and other places come to this, come to it, meet up in Sydney over the Supernova weekend. 
and we have a blast. So generally, the average day goes like we all rock up Friday, Saturday night, or Friday night, Saturday, or Friday morning. Some of us meet up for Friday nights, watch a bit of the footy, have a drink, have a laugh, uh, eat some dodgy curry, um, <laughs> pay for it the next day. There's a long story, but just ask John about it and he'll tell you all about it. Um, <laughs> story yeah, there. He's going to kill me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Saturday morning we meet up, uh, go to Supernova, you know, do whatever you want to do at Supernova, then we meet for lunch. Uh, swap stories, swap comics, swap, you know, a lot of a lot of people buy stuff for each other and, you know, they might find something, so they'll buy three of them and then they'll give it to the other people, they'll swap it. Other people may bring their doubles and you buy it. So there's all that type of stuff that happens during the day. Lunch is great. We um, uh, Some people talk and then the others just look at all the girls running around in their Black Widow um, outfits um, or Wonder Woman outfits, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then what happens is that night we all meet up, we all shit our inner geek or our outer geek and we put on some nice clothes, unless if you do what I do and forget your <laughs> pants. We all know who wears uh, the pants there, Johnny. <laughs> and then we meet up for a dinner. Now, the funds raised from the dinner normally go to the Westmead Children's Hospital. But this time, some of it is also going to go to the poor Ryan's family. He's going to go to his widow and just help him out, you know, where needed. So normally there's about anywhere between ten and 15000 that is raised every night, which goes wow. to charity. Yeah, so it's good. So what happens is we meet at a swanky place. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's food, there's drinks. It's normally a three- or four-course meal. Um, then we have a guest speaker. They will draw some stuff. We'll auction that off. He will do a bit of a speech. Um, and then there, and then guests and fans from around the world will donate items. And then we'll have auctions, and you know, people will buy stuff. So normally there's artwork. There could be some phantom clothes, um, some cards, you know, phantom collectibles, some comics all sorts of stuff that normally gets auctioned. And it's just good fun. People will outbid each other. They'll see, um, you know, there's some big spenders and people will just try and run them up as much as they can. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it is, it is very good fun. So if you've never been, uh, go to our website. All the details on there. If you want to be included in the emails, uh, get in contact with us and we will send you the organizer's email address have you done that yet steve no just when you said that i thought that's what i was going to do <laughs> <laughs> so are you still planning on coming this year um i'd like to but funds are beginning to look a little tight uh, yeah you miss out dude um yeah. but yeah it, it's it is good fun to come um it's usually like the whole weekend so you know a lot of people like i personally take the friday off fly out thursday night so then that way I've kind of got a day to acclimatise and then I fly back Sunday and back at work. Yeah, so, well, you, uh, well, you would have jet lag. You're on the other side of the world over there. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, so, yeah, it, it, it is good fun. Um, I tend to do it every year because I get to catch up with a lot of fans from around Australia and, and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, worth, it's worth doing. Um, we've got photos of it from, la from the previous years and stuff like that. So have a look on the website for more details, etc. cetera. Um, um, who's, who's the guest speaker for this year, uh, Jermaine? Okay. So the guest speaker this year is a Bruce Mutard. Now, he's not a phantom artist, but he is a fairly well-known um, Australian artist who has been published by uh, some independent, but also some of the bigger uh, publishers as well. So um, it should be interesting. I also believe that uh, the Fru Crew, which is Renee, Glenn and Dudley, will be doing a bit of a panel as well, talking about cool. some upcoming stuff for the Phantom as well. So like I did last year where I recorded Terry Beattie's speech, 
I will try and do the same for this year as well. Oh, that would be excellent. Thank you, Jermaine. And there's also a um, an example of Bruce's art up on the up on the website. Um, yes. For those of you who are um, from Melbourne or in Victoria, that the scene may look familiar. Um, the Flinders Street Station there on the right, and um, Saint uh, Paul's Cathedral there on the left. It looks like there's a, a minor scuffle happening there along Elizabeth Street. <laughs> when I say minor, it looks like about 100 people just going at it. It's probably um, it's probably everyone getting sick and tired of the Hawthorne uh, Hawthorne football Hawthorne club football being favoured by the umpires. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so we'll <laughs> move, move on. on. Yep. So some other news is that there is a re-release of the 1965 Revel Phantom and Witch Doctor kit. I did see that. Now, now, if you have listened to the last podcast that we did, um, the one that you missed, Steve, we were actually talking about another kit where we went into a bit of discussion about how that kit didn't have the box or instructions and basically you just got a lump of plastic. And we were saying how it would have been nice if it came with a kit because then you could display it whether you build it or you don't build it with the nice box and stuff like that. So after that has been done, they, some people have decided, a company has decided to re-release this one. It's not going to be, it's not Revel. I can't remember the name of the company, to be truthfully honest. But um, it's basically exactly the same. The box is looking the same. It's got instructions. It's, you know, it's going to be ready for people to be able to build if they are a kit builder or if you're not a kit builder like me, you're going to have a nice box to display in your room. And it's a reasonable price as well. I think it's only like 30 or 40 bucks. Oh, right. So would this be something you might look at getting? Um, yeah, I'll be keeping an eye out, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely will be getting this one. With the other kits, I will probably will get them eventually. Um, the one that we talked about last episode, uh, two episodes back, sorry. But this one I definitely will be getting. Okay, moving on again. We are flying through flying this. this one, aren't we? Yeah. We are. We have, we're going to be talking about the free comic day. Now, at the time of recording this episode, free comic day was the day we actually recorded this. So, did you get your free comic Phantom comic. I sure did. I was I was in line. I was you know, I got there pretty much when the um, when the shop opened, which I wasn't expecting. But and the and the line was practically to the door by then. I would hate to look behind me, but you know, after five minutes, um, and I'm there. I'm, they had all the the, com- the free comics displayed on the back wall. But where's the phantom? Where's the phantom? Where's the phantom? I look closer to the front. Ah, there he is. And uh, and so, yep, I'll take that one. Thank you very much. And um, I've had a, a, a bit of a look through it. Uh, um, yeah, like I said, I only just got it today. So I've only really just gone through the first half a dozen pages, the first little mini story there. Um, but yeah, it's it's a freebie. You can't complain that they're getting out there. And um, by the looks of it, it's, a, it's half a dozen mini stories. Would that be a, um, a fair call? Yeah. Five stories, not not far. So basically, for any of those that don't know, these are all little mini Charlton stories. Uh, Back in the 60s to 70s when they were released, they would basically have a Charlton issue and it would have two to three phantom stories and one other story, and they're all about four or five pages long. Um, So it's just got a couple of those in them. Now, in my opinion, the... Reproduction quality is not as good as the um, the redone version hardcovers that Herms have done, but it's a free comic. Yep. Um, it pretty much is full of phantom stories. Now, you know, so you're going to get more out of this story-wise than you're actually going to do out of a comic that you're going to be spending ten bucks on. Um, yeah, that's a fair point, actually. <laughs> It, it's great because it's got a, for those who came in late, you know, a little spill. First page, it's got it in text. And then at the top, it's got the, 
you know, the Phantom Legend telling story. So that's done perfectly. It's got little pinups of, you know, it's got two pinups. Um, it's got the, uh, what do you call it, the back cover showing, you know, the new issue coming up later. Um, it's free. Now, my, my <laughs> that's a huge selling point. Yeah, my comic book shop was a little bit different than you. We were allowed to have four each, four of any of them. Oh, really? I, I got four of the Phantom ones, mainly yep. because, you know, there's people that can't get them and stuff. So, you know, you always, you know, you can help them out and stuff like that. Um, I reckon it's great. I saw a lot of, probably, I'd say probably, probably more than a third, but not quite a half of everyone that I was there. One of their falls was a phantom one. Oh, that's excellent. Now, I don't know whether it was because I was at the later end of the day and they couldn't get the ones that they were really interested in. They thought, oh, <laughs> I'll just get that one. But there was a lot of Phantom ones that were getting taken out. And, you know, they were young ones, older ones, females, males, and some that you can't really tell. But, you know, it was everyone from different perspectives of life. Um, I heard, you know, a couple of people saying, oh, I'll get the Phantom for Dad, or I'll get it for the uncle or granddad, or or doesn't your older brother like the Phantom? Or So, you know, there was... Hermes is doing the right thing by doing the free... The, Free Phantom comic. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, they didn't let me pick up four of the same one. Um, <laughs> they, uh, my comic book shop's better than yours. Well, I don't want to put down my comic shop just in case you decide to listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, when we're talking about the Phantom, it's just, you know, cover-to-cover cover stories. And I've, I've picked up a, a Captain America. I just, oh, that'll do, you know, he's in the one. He's in the news at the moment, so I thought I'll pick up one of his, see what he's all about. And there's ads inside it. Yeah. Um, well, granted, I think there's two stories in there, but um, when you see ads inside, and all the <laughs> yeah, ads inside a free comic, you, you still feel ripped off. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's so I reckon it's it's great. Um, if you haven't got one, you know, put a post up on on the Facebook pages and stuff, and let people know. And there's people like me who've got a couple, and I'm sure you will be looked after. Yeah, um, there was. I remember there was one bloke. I can't remember on which Facebook page, but he was asking if someone could go get one for me. So um, yeah, put up there. But fan and fans are friendly fans, so sure most you, of us anyway. Yeah. Depends if it's the time of the month or not, or whether we've been fed or not. If, if, um, your, team, if your team's won the footy or not. Yeah, that's it. All right, so moving on, um, another bit of news, which is upcoming news, which um, is about a Perth bullion coin. Now, you might remember from about oh, maybe four or five episodes ago, we talked about how they were releasing a special ATF coin. So we have, I've been in contact with them basically throughout the whole time uh, just to, you know, get some information for the website and, you know, maybe see if I can get a free uh, a free one or a discounted <laughs> one for, um, you know, a shout out or something. Um, but <laughs> but they, it will be released in June. June, yeah. that's not far, right? No, it's not far at all. It's only about a month away. Now, I believe... Dave, by the time I get to editing this, it might be even be. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I, I do believe that it is a silver one. Now, the other silver ones <coughs> are, are in the price range of 60 to to $100. So I've looked at... So they say it's a silver 8-ounce or something. So I'm, that's probably the, the weight of how much silver's in it and stuff like that. Now, other coins by Perth Bullion of silver 8-ounce measurements are in that price range. So I can't, I don't know exact figures yet or haven't seen images or anything like that when I do and I'm allowed to share them or when I've asked them to let us know so we can stick it up on the website and stuff like that. So when that happens, we will let you know, but I'm assuming it's probably going to be between the $60 to $100 range. Um, in looking at some of their other releases, 
There could be nice little packaging with it, like they did with the um, Back to the Future one. Uh, there could be like little bits of uh, colour in the coins, like they've done with some of them and stuff like that. So it could be pretty cool. Excellent. And sixty to a hundred dollars, and it's just it's just a one off, isn't it? Just the one coin. I believe, yeah. So you're not going to well. It's cheaper than the um, Bradford Exchange ones, and yeah. you're not having to buy twenty of them because you know, or ten of them, six or ten, depending on you know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a one. I believe it's a once off. Now with the Back to the Future, I do believe they have like a gold one a silver one and then they got like an exclusive one which has a nice packaging or something like that so I'm not sure if they're going to be doing the same but or if it's just going to be the one but we'll just uh, either look on their website or keep an eye on our website and as we know we will let you know excellent it sounds like a good arrangement yeah alright so we're flying through this episode so the next bit of news I wanted to talk about is Something that was on Facebook today, again, when this was recorded, was the release of the first lot of items from Fanfare. Now, for those who don't know, if you listen to our Glenn Ford interview for just before Christmas, so maybe about six months ago, that's a long time, um, he announced that he was starting up a company called Fanfare. And it was um, basically he was just wanting to release products or stuff that he had always wanted to do. And one of the things, I don't know if people remember, but were glow-in-the-dark posters. So the website's being built at the moment. It's almost completed, so it should be up and live in probably about a week or two, maybe a little bit longer. But in the meantime, you can buy via Phantom Zone comic book shops in Sydney, and you can buy on Phantom's Vault. Now, have you seen these the posters? I I, yeah, I saw them on um on Facebook earlier today. So, are you a glow and dark fan? Uh, I never was back in the nineties either, but um. I don't know. I'm just trying to look at, trying to find them again to see if I can. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're like the, there's a green and orange. Is that about right? Yeah. yeah. So would you buy one? Um, that's in my maybe pile, I think. In your maybe pile. Well, I'll be getting one. Maybe even the whole set. I don't know. I'll, I'll figure that one out. But you know, I reckon as a glow and dark poster, it's you know. I had the I had the stars and I even had the phantom on my wall on my roof as a child. You had Twilight Zone star. Yeah, you know, glow and dark, glow and dark. I reckon it was pretty cool. I even had the glow and dark phantom shorts with the big skull <laughs> on the side. That was pretty cool. Um, well, I thought it was cool, whether it was cool or not. That's um. Hey, it was a nineties. <laughs> yeah. What was cool in the nineties is not cool today. Oh, <laughs> just retro. watch, just watch Fresh Prince, and you will go, "Oh my gosh, nah, that, that doesn't date at all." <laughs> um, but anyway, getting back on track. Um, yes, yeah, so there's some Phantom uh, Fair posters, uh, Glow and Dark. There's four of them. I believe they're about forty bucks each. I think for memory, which isn't too bad. Um, now I do know, I'm not, not sure what I can say or what I can't say, um, but I do know there are other products about to be released from Fanfare. Um, so again, keep an eye on our website or on Facebook, um, and you will be notified when there are more products to come out, but I reckon the glow and dark posters are pretty cool. Yep. And also, um, better note that. Uh, they're limited to 50 of each, and they're signed and numbered by um, by our mate Glenn. Yeah, well, that's not many, is that? No, so if you want it, get in quick. Yeah, I might have to um, get on top of that. Okay, the last bit of news that we want to talk about is that King's Quest number one has come out this week of recording. Yeah, it wasn't now, at my comic shop. It was a bit, yeah, <laughs> a bit well, cheap about that. 
<laughs> and I've just checked on Phantom's Vault for the um for the glow in the dark posters, and yeah, they're forty dollars excluding GST. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so King's Quest One. Now, I'm not I'm not sure whether I'll give it a full review because I think it will be good if you kind of read it and all that as well. But um, there's ten covers. Ten. How many ten pages? Covers. Um, sorry, how many pages? <laughs> you more covers than pages. Yeah, almost. Well, there's more adverts than pages as well. Um, but there's ten covers. Now, there's five different alternatives, and then there's four black and whites of them, and then there's a virgin of them. So it's not too bad because, you know, you don't have the, um, the what do you call it, the where they invert the colours and stuff like that. Um, now, in my opinion, the best cover is cover D, where it's got, like, the little kids. So yeah. where they're, like, you know, they almost look like Calvin and Hobbes style. Yeah. Um, that's my favourite cover of them. And I was very, very ecstatic when um, when my point book shop managed to get those in. I was like, you know, I was like, you beauty. So I've, <laughs> I was afraid that that was the cover that I was going to have to spend money on. Um, okay, so I'll just, I'll just do a few little things. Um, so how many, how many different covers did you get? I got the five. So I got cover A to cover E. Right. Um, so I didn't get the black and white or the virgin one, yeah. which I don't really mind. I'm happy with that because I paid cover – I can't – I paid cover price and not premium price. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty happy with that. Okay. Now, this is only going to be a quick review. We'll do a proper review when Stephen has read it so we can kind of dissect it a little bit more. This features, uh, as with King, it features Prince Valiant, Jungle Jim, as well as Flash, Phantom, and Mandrake. I believe this is... You have to read... To be able to follow this, the comic, you have to be able to read um, all of the King the King stories to be able to follow the story properly. Now, if now before you groan and think, oh, I'm going to have to pick up all of these issues, they are bringing out a trade paperback of all of them. So of all, and it's going to be like 500 pages. So it's, it might cost you 50 bucks, but... It'll catch you up. It will catch you up. Now, I haven't read them all. I've read most of the others, and I was thrown off a little bit because it referred back to it. So it's definite. The artwork in areas, I'm not really sure. There's a beautiful second-page spread where you've got, um, you know, them fighting ugly-looking demonic apes. But the art on some areas just, I don't know, just does not do it for me. Um, Jen, who is the Phantom, um, she's pathetic, like in King. Um, I can kind of see that she's kind of improving. Like, she actually took on a bad person and managed to, not beat him, but managed to throw a kick or a punch. Um, so maybe she's improving, but she's still pathetic, in my opinion, and I really am not sure on how they're going to be working with that. Um, what else can I say? There's a fair few covers. There's a great twist towards the end, uh, where Flash's woman is actually alongside Ming. Oh, no. Which is... Yeah, which is she's turned, which is why I think you need to be able to read the back issues so you can actually figure out what's going on. Just really, you've given away the the, the punch. Uh, I don't think I think. Well, I can't really say that they've nailed the Phantom because the Phantom technically doesn't appear in this issue. Um, Flash Gordon, I think they've done a good job in portraying him. Um, Mandrake, I think they did a fairly good job. Prince Valiant, I think they did not do a good job. He, I did not like 
how they've done Prince Valiant in this. And Jungle Jim's his normal wise cracking drunk self. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. I think I think it's something that you're gonna have before you can make a proper judgment call. You have to probably read the other parts to be able to understand and follow what's going on. Um, but so far. I'm a little bit disappointed by issue one. Yeah, well, that, that's good. How many issues uh, were there in this one? Do you, do you that um, that's a good question. I don't know. I have to check. I don't know at the top of my head, but I'm assuming it's probably five or six. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Um, the the story moves along pretty quick. Like, you know, there's no preamble. You're basically straight away in it, action, second or third page, and you've got a nice double spread. Cool. So that's good in the sense that, you know, they're um, uh, progressing the story quickly. It's just I'm a little bit iffy on the art. It's probably The art's probably my biggest thing, and that Jen is a pathetic phantom. <laughs> they're probably my two biggest gripes <laughs> so far. Okay. And more, more on that next time. Yeah, I reckon next time. And hopefully we might even get someone on who likes the issue so they can um, tell me they don't know what I'm talking about and tell me why they like it. So if you are listening out there and you are loving King King's Quest and you would be interested in talking about it, let us know because it would be great to get another view to do with the comic or even with Herms and all that as well. So, is there anything else that you think we have missed out, buddy? Uh, no, I think we've, we've covered it all, as far as I know. No worries. I reckon this is turning out to be a fairly quick uh, podcast. It is. It's a, it's a nice light. Well, the last one was, was fairly heavy. We had a, a lot of um, issues to get through. So, this is just a, a nice light one to, to get you. A nice fluffy one. Yeah. Have we offended anyone in this one? Um, yeah, you didn't, you didn't like the Americans. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. With their world-famous president. That's right. I was just thinking, because if we haven't offended anyone, we better offend someone before we sign off. (laughs) (laughs) So talking about that, we better, um, thank you for listening to us. Uh, Hopefully we are getting better on our own. I think we are getting a little bit better. Um, uh, Yeah, without Joe, while he's enjoying the fruits of his new girlfriend. Um, (laughs) Mandarines? uh... (laughs) Oranges, <laughs> well, melons maybe. Um. <laughs> so Joe's not listening to this anymore. <laughs> Joe, who's Joe? <laughs> uh, dear, he's gonna come back and whack you. <laughs> he probably will. But anyway, thank you for listening to us. Um, as normal, we have a bunch of social media links. Uh, and platforms that you can be a part of, from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram uh, to our website. And have I missed any? Smoke signals? No, no, no. I think we've got everything. And uh, the Patreon site where we... All right, yep, yep, of course. If you are still listening to us, if I haven't offended you and you're still listening to us, and even if you think I could be funny, um, and all you want to give us two dollars to make me shut up, uh, head over to our Patreon site, which basically just helps keep the lights on. As you know, websites are, do cost money to run, um, with hosting, domain name, uh, we have to physically put stuff somewhere, like all the audio from the iTunes, not iTunes, uh, the podcast and stuff. So it does cost money to run all this type of stuff. Um, Joe, it has been coming out of Joe's pocket for the last 10 years. Um, so, yeah, so just every single cent that is that people have donated, which some people have donated, so we are thankful for those, goes towards the running of the website and podcast. And, you know, we've got software to edit the podcasts and stuff like that. So we thank you for that, and we thank you for the people that are about to head over there and donate. Um, We will be back again soon, hopefully sooner than later, and we will try not to be so tardy between drinks. 
just another heads up that if you are interested in joining us for a podcast, feel free to get in contact with us. And we would love to have uh, another voice on here. And don't forget that there is that competition as well, which um, uh, we will be giving away that price guide. So I think that might be it. Anything you want to add, Steve? No, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And, um, yeah, be talking to you again soon. All right, guys. Goodbye and happy reading the Phantom. See you later.